Hello, everybody. I'm back. We're here. It's Tuesday. Uh, I believe it's June 25th. Yeah, I lose track of time. It's flying. Time is flying out here in Iowa. But I'm back after a week off. Um, I know I took a couple weeks off before that uh, because of the baseball tournament. I was tired, exhausted. I was still kind of trying to recover um, from all of that. But uh, I'm back now. I think we're going to be pretty uh, on schedule again. Um, Back to doing regular weekly shows. So I apologize to anybody who is looking forward to a show next week. I'm back again. So with that being said, we have a lot of stuff to cover. um, And I thank you for being patient with me while um, I took that extra week off. I just needed some time to kind of recover still, I guess. And I wasn't feeling super great uh, last week. And I just kind of needed a, I needed another break, um, just to kind of relax and and refocus. But there's a lot to cover. We're well into the Women's World Cup. We had the Stanley Cup Finals. We had the NBA Finals. We have champions in those. Uh, not the not the World Cup. We're going to talk about the Concacaf Gold Cup that's going on right now, um, where the U.S. Men's Team sits. Of course, like I said, we're going to talk about the Women's World Cup. We're going to talk about yesterday's match. All of that stuff today. Um, We'll talk a little bit about some baseball. We had some news there on the Colonels front. We might talk a little Cedar Rapids Inferno soccer as well. Um, And just kind of go over everything that I might have missed or, you know, I just didn't get a chance to cover because I was, of course, taking a break. Um, So, but we're back now. So let's jump on into this. We're going to talk first about the FIFA Women's World Cup that's going on in France. We've had some winners. That we've had the group, the group winners. So we'll go over those real fast. So Group A, we had France, Norway, Nigeria, and South Korea. France was the winner in that group, and Norway moved on as well. I believe. I don't think Nigeria did. Um, maybe they did. I can't remember. They France won Group A. Germany won Group B. Spain was the second place runner up in that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Italy won tied. Well, there was a three-way tie in Group C. Three teams had two wins, so that's kind of an interesting thing there. England won Group D. Japan came in second. The Netherlands won Group E. Canada finished second. Um, I know Cameroon got in because they played England, and we'll talk about that a little bit as we got into the stages. Of course, the U.S. won Group F. Sweden came in second. So that's all of those. So now where we're at, um, we're into the knockout stages of the World Cup. So the round of 16, it started on the 22nd of June. Germany defeated Nigeria, 3-0. Norway and Australia tied 1-1. Norway won 4-1 on penalties. So Norway moves on. England beat Cameroon 3-0. There was a little bit of controversy in that match. Uh, VAR, for those of you that don't know or follow soccer, is a new thing that has come out in uh, FIFA competitions such as the MLS, Premier League, Bundesliga, um, and other um, leagues in the world. Basically what it is is if there's a doubt or um, an issue on certain plays, whether that's penalties, whether that's a handball, whether that's, you know, there's a variety of things that are covered under this, but They have a a set of referees that are viewing a, uh, basically a video replay, and the ref is listening or talking to them on a headset down on the field, 
They decide if it's actually a penalty or not, or if the ball crosses the plane. They can go back and look at it and make a decision on that. So there's a couple of VAR calls in that uh, Cameroon-England um, match that some people were not very thrilled about. Um, some people are just not very thrilled with VAR in general, but some people really enjoy it. I think it's a good thing to a certain extent um, when it starts really, really, really affecting um, play, I think it's an issue. Um, but this one, I didn't, I didn't really get to see the VAR issues in that. So I just know there was issues. Um, France and Brazil played on the 23rd. Uh, Brazil took France basically to extra time. It was 1-1 for a while. And then France scored, I think in the 114th or 100 and some minute, minute there. Um, Spain and the U S this game happened yesterday, um, we had to get two penalty kicks, the USA did, to beat Spain. Um, so both of them I thought were penalties. Of course, I could be biased because it's America. Go USA. 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 I'm wearing a USA soccer jersey right now, but you can't see that because I don't r- r- videotape these. And I should, and maybe I will, but we'll see. But moving on. Sweden beat Canada 1-0, which I kind of thought was a little bit of a shock. I thought Canada would get through, but Sweden's also really dangerous, so... And then we have two more games today. Uh, that'll be Italy and China. And then that starts in about an hour and 20 minutes. No, hour and 10 minutes from my time. It's 9.50 right now, a.m. Um, so that'll that'll be a game. That, that should be a fun one to watch. That could go either way. Um, and then we have another, the Netherlands and Japan. And then we've also got quarterfinals coming up on Saturday. You've got Norway playing England. You'll have France, the host nation, playing the United States. I read something on my phone um, yesterday about how the ticket prices for that um, France-U.S. game were like through the roof. Some of them were like $11,000 a ticket. Um, But hey, when you want to watch two of the best countries in the world play soccer and especially two of the best women's teams, people are going to pay money to go watch them. And it's in Paris, which is tough, because the U.S. has to go in and play like a pro, a pro-French pro crowd, whereas most of the games that they've played have been pro-U.S., um, which is actually kind of interesting. I think the U.S. and the fr- French have had the biggest uh, crowds for the tournament. So, um, And then you're going to get the winner of Italy... Um, whoever wins the Italy-China game, they'll play the winner of the Netherlands-Japan game. And then the uh, last one is Germany playing Sweden. That should be a good matchup. That'll be on Sunday. Yes, Sunday. Um, and then you're going to have semifinals on July 2nd, which I don't have my calendar set up correctly here, but let's take a look at July. That's October. I don't want to go to October. Um, so that would be Tuesday. Um, you're going to get the winner of um, the U.S. and England. So who are the France? Whoever wins France and United States will play the winner of the Norway-England game on the second. And then we'll have the final on the seventh. So the winner of those two games will move on. So I would like to see. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and pick. Um, Today's two matches, which I think Italy's going to beat China, and I think Japan's going to beat the Netherlands, unfortunately. That Netherlands, that Dutch team looks really good. 
Um, so that would make it Japan versus Italy. So I got to remember that. So I'm going to pick Japan to beat Italy in that one game. If that ends up being the case, I'm going to take England to beat Norway. I'm going to take the U S to beat France and I'm going to take Germany to beat Sweden. Um, and then that's going to leave us what four teams. Yeah. Uh, the U S England, it, Japan and Sweden. Um, I'm going to take the U S and I'm going to take Germany and I think it's going to be a German U S final probably. Um, and I'll take, of course the United States, they're the defending champion champions and everybody wants their title, but I think they're going to defend it. So, um, I, I have always picked the U S to win in the women's world cup. I think that we have, we are, we are a strong nation in women's soccer. And, and I find that very disappointing. Um, no, I don't, I mean, I shouldn't say I find it disappointing. I find it great. I should say, don't, don't take it that I think it's disappointing that women are better at soccer. I think that the women's team, there's more focus on it in this nation. There's more um, opportunities, I, th- I feel like, for women to be re- really, really, really good at soccer in America. I just I just don't understand how the men's team can't translate over the successes that the U.S. team, the U.S. women's team has. So I'm always proud of our United States women. They do a very good job <clears throat> at winning the World Cup and competing. I mean, they go in and play preseason tournaments and wipe. I mean, they they leading up to this, I think they beat almost every team in a shutout. Nearly, um, they gave up like their first goal in the tournament yesterday to Spain, and it was a good goal by Spain. Don't get me wrong, but uh, it's it's just it's it's weird to me at times that our men's team cannot be as good as our women's team and our women's team has shown, Hey, we can win world cups. And the men's team is like, well, we want to, but we can't. So I think the men need to take some cues from the women. And I think the U S soccer federation needs to make some changes on how soccer is in this country and how the focus is on it. And I know that it's hard when you've got sports like football and baseball and hockey and kids are interested in different things. And, so there's more money to be made in other leagues, which I think is is ridiculous when there's people going to England and the Bundesliga in Germany and Italy. You know, so there's there's guys like Christian Pulisic. He plays at Chelsea. He made a lot more money playing in the Bundesliga for years. Now he's in the Premier League. Um, and it, I mean, the list goes on and on. And I think there's the potential for the men to succeed like the women do. Um, but they just need to... I think they just need to focus like the women do on it um, and get really, really good at it. So that's all I have to say about that. Moving on from the Women's World Cup, because we'll probably go over that next week, too. We may even do a quick uh, preview of the World Cup final get, uh, semifinals for the second and the third, because I will have to do an I will be doing an episode on that Tuesday. So keep an eye out for that. Um, or you can follow me on Twitter at King Sports TSPN um, for updates on there. I'm going to try to post about it at least the day of the games or the end of the day. So got to get a water break in here real fast. Um, other things that are going on. We have the CONCACAF Gold Cup going on. That is the U.S. men's. Um, well, CONCACAF basically is what the United States plays in. Um, 
it is basically a mixture of countries from North America, like Mexico, the Caribbean. I can't remember what CONCACAF stands for. Um, it's a big, long thing. It's like Combicol, which is um, down in South America. Um, I gotta, I'm going to figure out what CONCACAF means. Oh, CONCACAF stands for the Confederation of North Central American and Caribbean Association Football. CONCACAF. So, um, it's it's a lot of different nations, um, basically. Just think of that little rim down. Like, start at Canada, go down, go to Mexico, go around, and all those Caribbean countries. <laughs> um, so, that is who's in that. So, basically, in this tournament, you've got Canada, Martinique, uh, Mexico, Cuba, Haiti, Bermuda... Costa Rica, Nicaragua, Curaçao, uh, El Salvador, Jamaica, Honduras, Panama, Trinidad and Tobago, USA, Guyana. Um, those are basically the teams. And it's a big tournament. They get a gigantic gold cup, CONCACAF gold cup. Um, if you ever watch like the Euros, like Euro 2018 or Euro 2020 or whatever, where it's like the European teams, this is basically the equivalent of that. Um U.S. is pretty good at it. Mexico is pretty good at it. And, of course, Costa Rica likes to sneak in there when they can. Um, But so far, the U.S. has two wins. They beat Guyana 4-0, and that was back on June 18th. Um, Then they also beat Trinidad and Tobago. The team that actually knocked them out of the World Cup uh, like a year and a half ago or two years ago, um, which is a whole big debacle. Um, but we beat them 6-0 on the 22nd, and they will play Panama um, tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow, um, which is actually down in Kansas City. I thought about I thought about going down and uh, checking it out, but uh, tickets were not easy to get. Well, they were easy to get. It just I didn't have the money, and I didn't want to drive to Kansas City, so. That's on me, um, but someday hopefully we'll get down there. But Panama is interesting because on the Panamanian team is my one of my Seattle Sounders defenders, Roman Torres, but also on the U.S. team there's two US Sounders players as well, which is Jordan Morris and Christian Roldan, so, um, which Jordan Morris has played well so far. Um, it looks like he had a couple of good assists against Trinidad, scored a couple goal, or score, uh, that led to goal scoring. Um, excuse me, oh my. Um, but we have quarterfinals, um, they're coming up next week, the end of this week into next week, and then you've got semifinals on July 2nd and 3rd, which is kind of inconvenient because the U.S. women's team plays, could be playing one of those two days, um, I should say is going to be playing one of those two days, is. You can hold me to that. Um, and then the final will be on July 7th, which is the same as the Women's World Cup final. So yeah, I guess you got to watch that in the morning and then watch that at the end. So let's say the U.S. women's team is in the final on the 7th and the men's team is on the CONCACAF final on the 7th. You can probably watch both of them. And that's good for America. Because that things like that, being in finals and, and performing is what has made American soccer... Um, thrive. It's like when we've been in, when we win in the World Cup, you know, it's a big deal. 
People get on board. People jump behind it. We get more fans. That's what we want. That's what I want as a soccer fan is for people to jump on board and enjoy what they're watching and 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 enjoy the sport like others do. And, and I think it's a big deal for us to win these competitions. And some people would say the CONCACAF Gold Cup, it's a walk in the park. It's a cakewalk. I mean, they're playing Trinidad. They're playing Guyana. They're playing, you know, all these different teams that are like they don't compete very well but still it's good competition it's good to kind of start seeing where our team's going to be because we start world cup qualifying here soon uh, for 2022 in cutter um so i think i think it's it's big if the u.s can make the final plus it's in chicago which is good for soccer fans chicago's a good soccer town um, I wish they would go to more Chicago Fire games. You got to support the Chicago Fire. You got to support your local teams. Um, but we'll see how they go. They've got a match tomorrow. I'm gonna try to watch it, but I'm doing some things um, away from my phone, or well, not away from my phone, just away from like cell range a little bit. So it's it's kind of hard to watch stuff. But I'm gonna try to keep up on it. Um, but that's basically it for Gold Cup and. Uh, that we're going to talk real fast. Um, the Cedar Rapids Inferno had a home game this weekend. Um, it did not go as planned, but still, not a, not not a terrible result. Um, they did lose to DeKalb County United. Their DeKalb County is based out of um, Illinois. I think they play actually where. The, the University of Northern Illinois is, um, NIU, Northern Illinois University. I'm looking it up real fast. Um, yeah, so they so basically in the conference of the UPSL, which is where the Cedar Rapids Inferno play, it's their first season. They play the Croatian Eagles, which I believe are from uh, Wisconsin. They also play Bar- Milwaukee Barbarian SC, which is from Wisconsin, DeKalb County United from Illinois, and then Union Dubuque, which is in Dubuque, Iowa, which is uh, a little bit north of here, northeast of here. Um, but standings-wise, I needed to look and see what the standings were. I know that because of the loss that they suffered, there are the playoff picture is not great, but I don't think it's completely... Um, I don't know why it's asking me to translate that page. It's in English. Um... I'm I'm looking here real fast. I apologize. I I w- kind of wanted to come into this without notes, and I did that. So I think I went too far. Um, I did. Uh, okay. So yeah, Cedar Rapids is currently at the bottom of the table. They have five points. Um, they've got a big game coming up. They got to go on the road and play. Uh, I believe they have to play Union Dubuque. If they do that. Um, I think that'll help push them up. That'll give them eight points. It'll push them a little closer. Um, I don't know that they can get fully into the playoffs, um, but we'll see. Um, they've got two games left, basically six points on the line. That would give them 11 points. Um, <clears throat> so they basically got to win the next two, which one's at Union Dubuque, in Dubuque, and then the next one's going to be Milwaukee Barbarian coming down and playing in Cedar Rapids, and that'll be the last game of the season. So, so far, they're 1-2-3, and three. one win, two draws, three losses. Not not super great, but there's always room to improve, and that's kind of one of the things I've noticed with the with the UPSL. 
there's a lot of teams they they have improved, it looks like, um, and then there's some teams that they, they struggle a little bit. But it's always hard because there's, I mean, they, these leagues kind of have to struggle sometimes to get what they need. Um, it feels like, you know, and a lot of these college guys, um, they come in and play. So some of these guys aren't on the rosters right away when the season starts because they're still in college. They can't actually join the team until a certain point. So you kind of have to base your team off that. But um, I think for a first season, to get a win, um, another win I think would greatly help this team going into next season. Even two wins would make a big deal, and especially that last game of the season, playing Milwaukee Barbarian. Um, Milwaukee is 4-1-0 and zero right now. They are a very good team. They've only drawn once. Um, I think getting a win against D- Union Dubuque would be huge for the Inferno, and I think also getting a win against Milwaukee Bavarian here at home would be a huge, huge um, step in the right direction for this team. I think losing is not a step in the wrong direction at all. Um, it's a good first season. You know, you, you get a win, you get some draws, you get some feel for it. And I think that's a lot of it, is when you're a new club, you have to kind of get a feel for it. You have to be able to just figure out, you know, hey, this is what we did right this year, this is what we did wrong. What can we improve on next season? So I think it's it's a very good learning. Um, you always want to see your, your teams win. I liked, you know, I'm very happy to see them in the league. I'm happy to see a team in a league like this. Um, it's it's tough to watch them struggle, but still, you know, it's I'm still going to support them. I'm still going to, you know, help them out and uh, do what I can to support the Inferno because it's a local sports team and you need to support your local teams. Um, because without their your, their support, you they don't have anything. And some of these teams, they're not financially, you know, rich. They don't have rich owners that can just throw money at them willy-nilly. It's, it's all based on the fans and the fans coming to the, the game and buying, you know, things that they offer, whether that's merch or, ticket, or tickets or stickers or whatever, you know, jump on board, join the team. You know, there are teams out there. I'm a Mariners fan. I go to Mariners games even when they stink. I buy Mariners stuff even when they stink. And that's a professional team. And and that's because I love the sport. And I love the sport of soccer. I'm a huge soccer fan. I've got a, a thousand, probably a thousand teams I root for. That's an exaggeration of a number. But there's a lot. And a lot of my teams are not great. And I've got a few teams that are good. And And my support for all of them is is equal. And I am very supportive. You know, I want to be that supportive fan. And that's what I think all fans should be. Um, it's supportive, no matter your team wins or loses, because if you show them that you support them, even in the losses, it gives them confidence. It gives them, you know, a good mindset that, Hey, our fans are here, win or lose, win, lose, or draw. They're here no matter what. And that's what teams need. And I think a lot of fans, they get, um, they get burnt out with losing all the time. And, and you know, that's that's fair. I mean, I struggled with the Seahawks for years because they were terrible. And I've struggled with the Mariners for years because they were terrible. And there's been times where the Seattle Sounders, I have lost a little bit, but I should have never, I never gave up on them. Um, so you just have to, you know, stick with it through the tough times and just, Give them your support 100%. That's what you have to do with these local teams. And that's 
that's what I'm going to continue to do. Like I said, with the rap, with the, with the, with the rapids, the Inferno, I saw Cedar, they have them listed in here as Cedar Inferno Rapids, which it's actually Cedar Rapids Inferno. That's okay. It's a, it's probably a, a miss thing on here. Uh, but that's, that's, that's my, that's my rant about, you know, support. And I didn't get to go to the last home game due to work and that's fine. But it looked like they had a very, very good turnout for the games. And that's and that's what they need is they need people, the fans coming and sitting down and and watching the game for the full 90 minutes. So I'm hoping they can get a win against Union Dubuque. They drew in their first game of the season against Union. Um, and they, um, they could use a win here. They could use another win against Barbarian. So we'll see what happens there. Um, we're going to move on. Cover two things. I'm just going to cover them briefly. Um, And that's the NBA Finals happened and the NHL Finals happened. Now, we're going to talk about the NHL first. The greatest thing has happened. A team from Boston did not win a championship. Yes, I said it. A team from Boston did not win a championship. And I don't know if, if you can hear my excitement, but we had the Patriots this year. Okay, they won the Super Bowl. Good for them. We had the Red Sox last year. They won the World Series. Good for them. Was a Boston team going to win the Stanley Cup? I thought not. And that is what I thought and what happened. The St. Louis Blues walked in to Boston and beat, and I mean they beat the Boston Bruins in the Stanley Cup final to take Lord Stanley home to St. Louis. The fans were happy. I'm so happy for the St. Louis Blues. I'm not a Blues fan, but I rooted for them in the Stanley Cup Finals because I could not root for the Bruins. And I'm sorry any Bruins fans who listen to this. It's, I have nothing against your team. You guys played great. I just couldn't watch another team from Boston win. I Let's let another city have a championship. I mean, if you guys win the World Series again this year, good feat. Good. I mean, you guys didn't have one for years, and then you won one. So it's time to let another some other teams have... A World Series, like maybe Seattle should get a World Series title. Everybody should just drop games so Seattle can win one. <laughs> no, so the Blues did win this, the uh, the Stanley Cup. They did win in Boston. Um, a lot of Boston fans stuck around to watch the uh, the trophy presentations. Good for them. There was also a few f bombs thrown on live TV. Good for NBC. Thanks for letting those stay in there. I think it made the sport. And the Stanley Cup Finals even better. I would, I you know, hearing the F word on TV was awesome. I know for kids it's not so great, but that was fun to watch a couple guys say say the F word and get really pumped up with their teams while saying the F word. So good for them. I think it made for good TV. So um, and then we're talk about it real fast because we're going into NBA free agency as well. The Toronto Raptors did win the NBA title in Golden State. I think it was, yeah, it was in Golden State. And then they had a huge, a huge parade in Canada. All of Canada was behind that team. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Um, and good for them. Now the question is, does Kawhi Leonard stay? Does Kevin Durant stay in Golden State? Or do they go elsewhere? I would talk about NBA free agency, but I am not versed in it at all. Um, I know a lot of guys are starting to jump. Anthony Davis goes to the L.A. Lakers. Uh, we know Zion Williamson. He went number one to the 
Pelicans, I think? No, not the Pelicans, did he? I... I, uh... I, uh... Watched part of it and then didn't, um... Let's take a look here. Let's take a quick peek at the draft. Draft board. Let's look at the draft board. Yes, so Zion Williamson went one to the Pelicans. Jai Morant went two to the Memphis Grizzlies. New York Knicks took R.J. Barrett. DeAndre Hunter, I don't think he's actually going to L.A. There were some trades in there. Um, Good for Rui Hachimura from Gonzaga. He was drafted at nine. He'll be playing for the Washington Wizards. Um, Who else? There was another guy from Gonzaga. I have to find it. Brandon Clark. He went to Oklahoma City. was drafted by Oklahoma City. I think he's going somewhere else as well because they traded picks. Um, I think the Denver Nuggets, they didn't have a first-round pick, but they got a steal in the second round. Um, the Miami Heat traded a pick to the Denver Nuggets, and the Nuggets get the seven-foot center from Oregon, Bull Bull. This guy is huge. I think he's going to be a difference, a big, a big piece. See what I said there? Big piece because he's tall. Um, a big piece, a good player for um, the Denver Nuggets, and something they need a little bit of height there to do that. Let's go back into here. I think the Blazers had a first round pick too. Um, yes, they took Nasir Little from North Carolina. So I think overall the Blazers did well, and I think that with their picks. Um, I think that Denver got a steal there as well. Kevin Porter Jr., a guy that I was looking at, he got drafted by the Bucks, but then traded to the Pistons. So I think the Pistons get a good player there too. Um, so the draft is, is is done, which means we go into free agency now. It's going to start kicking in here pretty quickly. Uh, we start finding out where some of these guys go. Um and I think that it's going to be interesting. We're going to see a lot of different players on different teams. We could see some guys sneak in there and stay where they need to be. So, um, But, yeah, that's that's basically the extent of that. I was going to elaborate more about the um, NBA and NHL finals, but we're, we're like a couple weeks past it. Everybody's beating the dead horse on all that. Um, so I just quickly covered them there. Um, if you want more, you can always look it up online. Other news, um, we're going to go into baseball. Uh, the Cedar Rapids Colonels did get a wild card spot. They did finish in a wild card spot. They won a game that they needed to win, and they were the wild card finisher for the uh, Midwest Division or the Midwest League here in the Midwest League, basically for minor leagues. So they'll get to play in the playoffs. Um, they're off to, I think, off to a strong start in um, in the second half of the season. We just had the All-Star game and everything in South Bend. Um, they'll, they'll actually have a home game tonight against the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers, who also played a game not that long ago as the Wisconsin Utter Tuggers um, in honor of the Wisconsin dairy industry, which I think is fantastic. Um, let's see... See the standings are. The Colonels currently sit 41 and 33. Um, so that puts them right now. They are in one, two, three, fourth 
in the second half. Um, so they play two halves. So right now they're three, they're two and two on the season. Um, fourth, you know, Kane County's in first. Wisconsin Timber Rattlers, they're tied uh, for second. And then the Quad Cities River Bandits, who were the first uh, first half winners in the Western League Division, are in third. And then Cedar Rapids and Peoria are tied at two and two apiece. So they start a series today against the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers. And we'll look at the schedule going forward because I know there's going to be a game on the second I'm probably going to go to um, of July. And, yeah, so they started off the second part of the season on the 20th with a loss to Peoria. Then they got a win against Peoria, lost to Peoria on the 22nd, and then defeated Peoria on Sunday 8-6. to um, And then we start a four-game series here against the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers. And then going into Saturday, they begin a series with Kane County, 29th, 30th, um, and then um, July 1st which is a Monday, they are playing a game, a three-game series against, basically against um, King County. And I'll probably try to go to that Monday game because I don't work on Mondays. And then we have a two-game series at Burlington and then a two-game series on 4th of July and July the 5th against Burlington here. So I'm going to try to go to that um, 4th of July game too. And the other one I'm looking forward to is July 5th against the Lansing Lugnuts. Great minor league baseball team names. I, If there's one thing in this world I could do, I would want to work for like a hilarious, awesomely named minor league baseball team. I, I think it would be great. I mean, you got the Great Lakes Loons. You've got the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers. The Clinton Lumber Kings. Uh, the Burlington Bees. I mean, Kane County Cougars. Quad Cities River Bandits. The Lansing Lugnuts. Uh, what are the other... There's a couple other teams in this league that have... I just I have to talk about this, because this is something that I enjoy. I root for the Colorado Rockies as well. And their minor league teams are like the Asheville Tourists, and um, uh, the the AA team is the Hartford Yard Goats. AAA team is the... Um, Albuquerque Isotopes. The Mariners have the Everett Aqua Sox. The Modesto Nuts. Their their logo is actually a peanut wearing a hat. Um, you've got the Arkansas Travelers. That's a Mariners team. The Tacoma Rainiers. I mean, there's a lot of teams. But like in the Midwest League, you have the Great Lake Loons, the Bowling Green Hot Rods, the Dayton Dragons, the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, the West Michigan Whitecaps. You also have uh, the Beloit Snappers. Uh, the Peoria Chiefs, which is a dog of Dalmatian wearing a fire hat. I think that's great. Uh, there's a lot of like really interesting teams out there. Um, and I think minor league baseball, that's one of the fun things about it is these guys can go pro someday and it's fun to watch them. And you can say, Hey, I remember when, like, for example, I'll use Cedar Rapids as an example. Mike Trout played here. And there are people that I've talked to at my work that were Angels fans at the time because they were part of the Angels organization, said, oh, I got to see Mike Trout play for the Colonels. And I think that's funny that he played in the Colonels uniform. <laughs> so I think it's interesting. Or like Twins fans who have seen Byron Buxton play. He played here in Cedar Rapids. He's now up at the Twins. So it's it's interesting to see how that system works. Um, and the, the fact that the team names are great. So I don't think I have anything else today. 
I think I've covered everything. We're we're a good 30 minutes in, and I think that 35 minutes in, actually. So hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. This was episode 33. Um, we're going to keep back. We're going to get back on track um, starting next week, and I will give you guys updates. I'm going to try to go to that game tomorrow. I may do some live updates in between games or, well, in between innings if I go to that game on the first. Um, but keep an eye out. Just watch some sports. Root for the U.S. teams in soccer, the men's and the women's. Definitely throw your support behind the women. They're going to need it. they got to play France. It's going to be tough these next few games. They're playing some tough competition. So uh, Mariners, I would talk about them, but it's a dumpster fire always. Um I'll just basically give a quick standing report for the Mariners um, as of June 25th right now. The Mariners are 35-47 and 47 and in last place in the AL West. Good for us. <laughs> uh, we're on a one-game win streak, though, so hopefully we can start stringing some wins together and, uh, you know, get ourselves back up into wildcard position but go out and support some local sports in your area if you listen if you live in the cedar rapids area the inferno have a home game not this week but the next week um you can find all that on their facebook page uh come out and watch a colonel's game get ready because we're going to start covering hockey again the rough riders are going to start up we had a few rough riders players that got drafted you can read into that there was a lot more i could have gone into on that but Go, go check it out for yourself. I don't want to give everything away on this show. Uh, but we'll be back next week for sure um, with more sports. And we may have a Sounders update as well. We've been on international break because a lot of guys are playing in the Gold Cup and playing in European competitions. So um, thank you for listening. This has been uh, Andrew Kay with the King Sports Podcast. And I hope all of you have... A great rest of your Tuesday and a great rest of your week. Watch some sports uh, and have just have fun this week. So thanks for listening, and I will see you next Tuesday. Bye-bye. Die,